Welcome to the Get Fit Guys, quick and dirty tips to get moving and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong and I am the Get Fit Guy. I have a question for you. Are you prepared to stay fit after you graduate from college? Well, the average North American works more than 47 hours per week and they sit for an average of 9.3 hours per day. Now, you compare that to the five hours per day that students are sitting, and the problem becomes quite clear. New grads who are moving into the workforce need to find ways to stay active, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, I want to tell you about another podcast on the Quick and Dirty Tips Network, and that is Nutrition Diva. The Nutrition Diva podcast is hosted by my friend and colleague, Monica Reinagel. And if you've been listening to this show for a while, you have likely heard me mention Nutrition Diva, well, more than once. It's a show that's a lot like mine, but it actually focuses on diet and nutrition instead of exercise and fitness. And in just 10-minute episodes, Monica manages to debunk myths and get right to what you need to know about taking care of your body. And you can find Nutrition Diva wherever you are listening to this podcast or any other podcasts. That's Nutrition Diva. Let's face it, it is a challenge to stay fit after college. When I was in college, oh so many years ago, well, I was nearly the most physically active that I have ever been. I had free access to a gym and a swimming pool, I had lunch hour Aikido classes and fencing classes, and I played hockey in the evenings. I was also regularly spotted dancing my face off to live music on the weekends. But when I graduated with a diploma in digital arts and media, I was almost immediately chained to my government-issued desk for 7.25 hours per day. Now, sure, I was raking in the dough, but the only muscle that I flexed on a regular basis was my mouse finger muscle. I envied my friends who had chosen outdoor professions or manual labor jobs, but I also knew that envy wasn't going to solve my suddenly sedentary lifestyle. So, after complaining for a few months, I grabbed myself by my sports socks and took matters into my own hands. Now sure, I no longer had an awesomely equipped free gym to visit or unlimited access to a pool. And my Haikido friends had gone their separate ways, and again, if I wanted to keep playing hockey, I'd have to start a team of my own. But that was no excuse to lose all the fitness, hand-eye coordination, agility, flexibility, mobility, and general good health that I had accumulated while I was in college. So, after some wallowing and adjusting to this new lifestyle as a workaday grumbler, I put a plan into action. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the average North American works more than 47 hours per week, and during that time they sit for an average of 9.3 hours a day. Again, compare that to the 5 hours a day that students are generally sitting, and the problem's clear. You've got to find ways to stay active. And while trying to sort out that issue, if you do, say, an internet search for how to make time for exercise, well, you will be stunned by the number of articles that are written on the subject. And then, if you take the time to read a bunch of those articles, as I did preparing to write this podcast, you will find that most of the articles generally say the same thing, something along the lines of, 
If you can't find time to exercise, you are really saying that health and wellness is not a priority for you. Or something like, nobody is too busy to exercise, it's just a matter of priorities. Or, it's not about having time to exercise, it's about making time to exercise. And finally, one of my favorite old chestnuts, someone busier than you is exercising right now. Over and over again, with subtle differences, fitness experts are saying the same thing. You need to make exercise a priority. The message is that there is no magic solution. Prioritizing fitness means making a plan and sticking to it. As my colleague, Steve Robbins, who's also known as the Get It Done Guy, said in his podcast, Making Time to Exercise, You can't streamline exercise. You can't delegate it. Make the gym top priority. Really, top priority. It goes on your schedule before any other commitments, even above work, family, and sleep. Only for the gravest emergencies do you cancel. I even shortened vacations so they wouldn't interfere with my routine. All right, does that sound like a bummer? Well, even if you think Stever's stance is a little overboard, we can agree that making time for fitness is a good thing. Now, here's the bonus. Any movement that raises your heart rate can relieve stress and boost your confidence. And isn't that something that you, my new college graduate, need most at this exciting and pivotal time in your life? And here's another advantage. You're just breaking into the workforce, which can make it easier for you to build exercise into your workday habits right from the beginning. And if you wait too long, you risk having to disrupt your routine when you suddenly realize that you, well, can't climb more than a flight of stairs without getting winded or touch your toes without grunting and groaning. Figuring out how to build movement into your new work life can be a challenge, but all it takes is a little planning and a little habit forming. So let's talk about how to get started. First off, I want to remind you that there are three categories of fitness, and the first one is movement, then exercise, and then training, and I'll explain each one. Movement is non-negotiable. If you want to be a healthy life form on this planet, you need movement. Now the next one, exercise is what we do to shore up the deficiencies in the aforementioned movement. And then finally, training is what we do to reach a specific fitness or athletic goal. So especially when your time is crunched, it is helpful to make these distinctions and then prioritize them in that order. Movement, exercise, and then if you have time and the desire, training. So how does that play out? Well, Every day you aim to stand, walk, and generally move your body as much and as often as possible. Then, a few times per week, find some time to address those movement patterns that you aren't able to get to in an incidental fashion by exercising. And then finally, if you have um, run a marathon or crush an obstacle course race on your bucket list, well then you can add in some dedicated training time. Now, we'll talk about the incidental movement aspect later, but for now, in my article called How to Make Time for Exercise, I offered up four tips. And I'm going to get to those right away, but first, this episode is supported by MetPro, a leading expert in concierge nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle coaching. 
Whether you're trying to lose weight, increase performance, or just have more energy, MetPro's experts can come up with a plan to get you there. MetPro uses metabolic profiling techniques to create an individualized plan for your body. Instead of guessing what will work for your body, like a generic fitness solution, they use data to understand how your metabolism is actually responding to conditions. Then, they design an action plan to get you to your desired outcome. What I really like about MetPro is that it's an ongoing conversation with your coach, not just a one-and-done kind of deal. You have text messages every single day and at least two telephone calls with your coach to check in and make sure everything's working correctly for you. And right now, you can get a metabolic profiling assessment and a 30-minute consultation with a MetPro expert for free. Just go to metpro.co slash getfitguy. That's metpro, M-E-T-P-R-O dot C-O slash getfitguy. Okay, back to my tips from the article called How to Make Time for Exercise. And in that article, I offered four tips that will help you decide what workout you should actually do with those limited minutes that you have between your meetings and, well, your life. Now, tip number one is choose exercises that move as many body parts as possible. Choose things like walking lunges, burpees, push-up variations, jumping jacks, and other exercises that use multiple joints. If you want the biggest bang for your buck, focus on full-body exercises that incorporate multi-joint movements. Now, tip number two is to choose exercises that move body parts quickly. Include moves such as medicine ball slams and throws, and yes, you can use your largest instruction manual instead of a medicine ball if you like. You can also do lunge jumps, short hard sprints, or if you ride your bike to work, which I highly recommend, you can do some fast explosive cycling intervals away from each stoplight. A tip number three is to choose exercises that you don't usually do. If you choose exercises your body is unfamiliar with, your body won't be as efficient at those exercises, so they will deliver more of a punch. If you usually do push-ups, well then try doing some pull-ups. Or if you usually do squats, then try some plyometric jumps instead. Don't be afraid to mix it up. It will make your body stronger, more mobile, and it will help sharpen your mental skills too. And finally, tip number four is make it fun for you and your coworkers. Invite your cubicle mates to go for a walk, a jog, or play frisbee, soccer, shoot some hoops, or hit a tennis ball around. I bet your fellow employees would enjoy a break as well. Plus, science has shown that when we have fun while we exercise, it stimulates both our brains and our emotions in a positive way. Now let's look at some hurdles that you need to be prepared for if you want to stay fit after you graduate from college. And the first hurdle might be that you have no gym to go to. If, like me, you had access to a free gym, pool, or even just a discounted membership to a nearby club, well, you may be dismayed to find that you are now going to have to pay full price. The good news is you don't need a gym membership to stay active. If you are interested in creating your own home gym, well, you can find some great suggestions in an article that I wrote called The Best Home Gym Equipment, 7 Essentials. And you can find a link to that 
in the show notes for this episode at getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com and look for episode 436. But if you think that having a home gym sounds expensive, well, throw away the idea that your home gym needs to be obtrusive and filled with expensive gear. Instead, start with a bare minimum and work from there. Now, if you aren't interested in buying any gear, well, no problem. There are tons of articles on the Quick and Dirty Tips website outlining how to do body weight exercises that will help you stay mobile and fit. And also, don't forget that your commute can be the perfect time to stay active. Take a page from the Happy Commuter study that was done by the researchers at McGill University, where they surveyed over 3,300 students, staff, and faculty about their daily travel times, their comfort, their safety, the cost, the wait times, and even their level of street harassment. The results of that study lined up like this. Participants were happiest when they walked, rode the train, or cycled to work, in that order, and participants reported lower satisfaction when they traveled by car, subway, or bus. In that order. Now, the next hurdle you need to be prepared for is having limited time. During college, you may have had more freedom in your schedule to dedicate time to exercise, but soon, or right now, a full time job will gobble up most of your daylight hours. It's sad, but true. And this is also true for us freelance workers who work at home. So, since that free time is now gone, you will have to work harder to make time for exercise. But keep your eye on the prize. Making time for exercise will boost your mood, will give you more energy, and build confidence. Those are all things you will need right now and will continue to need as you accelerate through your chosen career. And don't forget that even if you only have 10 minutes for dedicated exercise, Staying as active as possible throughout the day can more than make up for the lack of workout time. The next hurdle you need to think about is that you will be stuck at a desk. You know, I was the first guy in my office to get a standing workstation. Yes, I am that guy. And eight years later, I am still standing right now while I work. But don't panic. It is not necessary to stand the whole day if you can find a reason at least once per hour to get out of your chair and move your body. When I was working for a big financial firm in downtown Toronto, I had a habit of setting my phone alarm to go off every hour to cue me to do some clandestine push-ups, calf raises, squats, jumping jacks, or even burpees. I also headed for the stairwell and went up and down a few flights of stairs while I planned out my next project or prepared for a meeting. I like to think of these planned bursts of activities as movement snacks. <laughs> getting up and raising your heart rate for 4 minutes once per hour, well, that will get you the 30 minutes per day that your doctor may eventually start nagging you about if you don't heed my advice. And plus, those movement snacks can clear your head and get you refocused and energized, which makes you more productive. And also, don't forget that when you're not at work, you can look for opportunities to move around as well. Doing things like never sitting on a bus, always taking the stairs. If you're on an escalator, treat it like stairs as long as you can do that safely. Never sit through a commercial break on TV. 
Lunge to get your laundry out of the dryer. Squat to get things out of the oven. Do a morning movement routine while you wait for your coffee to brew. And also, ignore what your mother told you and bounce your leg or fidget whenever you can. This extra movement is called non-exercise activity thermogenesis, or NEAT, and it all adds up. All right, my new graduates, please don't give up on fitness. When you want to stay fit after college, well, working all day for a living is indeed a hurdle that you will have to overcome, but it is worthwhile to tackle that challenge head-on rather than as an afterthought. Now here's a tip. If you need some inspiration, find the most positive, energetic, and interesting person in your office and ask them what they do outside of work. I can almost guarantee that they have some type of exercise routine, some active hobbies, and that they make time for being outdoors. Simply by virtue of listening to this podcast, well, you've become aware of the potential pitfalls of the office job, especially when it comes to your fitness. As you move into the workforce and get used to working on someone else's schedule, you need to take control of the time that you do have to fit things in that matter most. And I hope I have made a good case for allocating at least some of that time for extra movement, exercise, and maybe even a little training. Now before we go, I received a really nice voicemail the other day from listener Elaine, and I want to play it for you right now. Hey Brock, um, it's Elaine here. Um, I watch you quite regularly and I just wanted to let you know that uh, I truly appreciate everything that you put on there, your videos, your talks, your podcasts. Um, the one thing I think is really great about you is that you keep things simple and you make things look really achievable. And I think that's important for a lot of people because a lot of the videos are are pretty high intense and I think most people look at things like that and think wow I you know I can't do stuff like that and for someone who's just starting out or maybe is in it for a while you just make things look achievable and I appreciate that and I know I have quite a few friends that uh, feel the same way so I just wanted to give you a shout out and say thank you so thanks Brock keep it up and thank you Elaine that really is my goal here I don't want to make anything seem unachievable because it isn't you guys can do this stuff now, you don't have to call in and gush like Elaine did, and thank you again, Elaine. But if you have any feedback or questions for me, make sure you go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash fitspeakpipe. That's F-I-T-S-P-E-A-K-P-I-P-E, fitspeakpipe bit.ly slash fitspeakpipe, and you can leave me a message, and you never know, I may play it on an upcoming episode. Get Fit Guy is written, narrated, and produced by me, Brock Armstrong, with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. Our audience development and marketing coordinator here at Quick and Dirty Tips is Morgan Ratner. Our digital ad operations coordinator is Michelle Margulis. Our digital assistant is Emily Miller. And our vice president and fearless leader is Kathy Doyle. Now, what are you new grads waiting for? Get out there and stay fit. Stay fit.